Parshas Pikudei. This week's Parshas, Parshas Pikudei. Um, the end of the Chumash Shemais. Parshas Chazak. Chazak, Chazak, Vinis Chazak. A Parsha of strengthening. Parshas Pikudei is also the end of a whole section in the Torah that deals with building of the Mishkan. Right, we really began that in Parshas Truma, five Parshas ago. Truma, Tetzave, Kisisa, Vayakhil, Pikudei. Um, we touched on it last week that these Parshas seem so repetitious. Um, and yet, the Torah goes into tremendous detail in all the parts of the Mishkan until this week's Parsha ends, where they actually erect the Mishkan and the, uh, the Shekhinah fills the Mishkan, and that's how the Chumash Parsha Shemos really ends. So, there's so many ideas about the Mishkan and ultimately the Beis HaMikdash. The, one of the ideas is that the Mikdash and Beis HaMikdash is called Beis Tefillah, the ultimate place of prayer, um, all the way back in the, from the, uh, when Yaakov's dreams, when Yaakov was on the mountain. And he said that this is a Beis Alukim, this is the place for Hashem, and we know that all tefillahs go through the Makam HaMikdash. Even today, we daven towards Mizrach, or depending where you are in the world, we daven facing the Beis HaMikdash, or the place of the Beis HaMikdash, because that is the place of tefillah for the world. As the Pasuk says, and that's the first one on your page here, in Yeshayahu, Hashem promises, I'll bring you back to my holy mountain. I will give simcha in the house of my tefillah. Here we have the Beis HaMikdash called the house of tefillah. And it goes on, there are different uh, sacrifices, Liratzon will be to, um, will be uh, according to Hashem's will, on Mizbechi, on my Mizbeach, Ki Beisi Beis Tefillah Yikarei Lechol Ha'amim. My home will be the house of Tefillah, and all the nations will call it the house of Tefillah. Just as an aside, just today I heard from a different uh, Rav in, um, in Sumi, Sumi, uh, Ukraine, his name is Rabbi Levitansky, a Chabad Shliach there. And he said that the local priests have been in touch with him. And they're saying that they feel the prayers of the Jewish people are holding them in a miraculous way. Sure. They said, we always know the Jewish people's prayers. And they reached out to the priests of the, of this, the city. is called Sumi in Ukraine. He spoke today, this uh, rabbi. His name is Rabbi Levitansky. Um, and he said that they're, they're just talking about the Tulis of the Jewish people. In fact, they reached out to him and they asked him if he has any matzah left over from Passover. Because they said they know that matzah is what sustained the Jewish people in the desert for 40 years. And they feel now there's, there's no one has food. Is there any matzah? They want to try to sustain themselves on matzah. This is, uh, I heard from Rabbi uh, Levitansky today. Anyway, so Klal Yisrael has the base tefillah, the house of tefillah. And as the Pasuk says, that even the nations of the world will recognize that the power of tefillah is by Klal Yisrael. Now, so is this going on Yerushalayim or is this going on? Beis HaMikdash. Yeah, Beis Tfilasi is the, the, my house of Tfilah is the Beis HaMikdash, the Makam HaMikdash. Now, there's an interesting connection of the Mishkan and this week's Parsha to Tfilah. And that is, and here I have a quote from Talmud Yerushalmi, the Jerusalem Talmud, Masech Tebrachas, Peregal Halachi Gimel, asks the famous question, Lama Shmona Esrei? Why do we have 18 brachas? The Gemara deals with it in Talmud Bavli as well. Why, when Chazal, we know the Anshe Knesset, we learned that in the Megillah. Yeah, the Anshe Knesset, Agdala, the man of the Great Assembly, um, instituted Shmona Esri to make 18 brachos, and we call it the Shmona Esri. Today we have a 19th, but it's called Shmona Esri because initially it was 18 brachos. Where did they get the big number 18? There's a number of answers given both in Bavli and in Yerushalmi. There's one. the same answers? Some are the same, some are different. There's one that's unique to Talmud Yerushalmi, and let's read that. Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmeni B'Shem Rav Yochanan. Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmeni says in the name of Rav Yochanan, Kineged Yudches Tzivuyin that the 18 brachas correspond to the 18 times it says in the construction of the Mishkan, Kasher Tziva Hashem Es Moshe. If you look at this week's parsha, you'll see again and again, they did this, Kasher Tziva Hashem Es Moshe. They did this, Kasher Tziva Hashem Es Moshe. It says it 18 times. 
But it says it by the Mishkan Sheni, the second Mishkan. What does that mean? There is only one Mishkan that was built by Moshe. What does the Yerushalmi mean when it says the Mishkan Sheni? So the commentators, the Mepharshim say that the Mishkan is really discussed twice. It's t- discussed in Truma and Tetzave, when Hashem is giving Moshe the commandment, and then it's in Vayakil Pikudei, when Moshe is giving over to the Jewish people, and Jewish people actually are building it. So when it says here Mishkan Sheni, it means specifically in Vayakil Pikudei, when the Jewish people are building the Mishkan. Right? So the 18 times it says Kasher Siva Hashem as Moshe, um, in, in the Parshios, when it deals the second time around, when the Jewish people are actually building the Mishkan, says 18 times Kasher Tziva, and that's how we have the 18 brachos. Problem is, if you count, you'll find that there's 19, not 18. So you'll say, well, ultimately there was 19. But the Yerushalmi says there's 18. So the Gemara says, Amar Ravchia Barva, Ravchia, the son of Va, this is a name I don't think we have it in Bible, we have in Yerushalmi. Ubilvad min vaas viitay ahalia ben achisamach lematidon ad sofe de sifra. You can only start counting from when it said that Bitsalil built together with Ahaliyah. Right? We know that there was two primary architects in the Mishkan. There was Bitsalil, uh, Ben Uri Ben Khur, Lamate Yehuda, and then there was Ahaliyah Ben Achisamach from Dun. Says the Gemara in the Yerushalmi that it says 18 times Kasher Tziva as Moshe, but only from after when it says that Bitsalil did it together with Ahaliyah. That's what the Gemara says. Now, Okay, interesting, which begs the question, what's the connection? What's the connection of the 18 times it says Asher Tziva Hashem Moshe, and specifically the 18 times it says it in Vayakil Pikude the second time around, and specifically after Ahaliyah was added into the uh, architectural board. Why is it that Dafka those 18 times are representative of the 18 brachos of Shmona Esra? What's the, what's the connection of these ideas? So we have here a Zohar. And the Zohar says, going back to that initial prayer of Yaakov in the place of the Beis HaMikdash, right? So Yaakov sees the ladder, the ladder in Yaakov's room, the beginning of Parshas Vayetzei, Vihine Sula Mutzav Artsa, there was a ladder on the ground, Verosha Magia Shemaima, its head is in the heavens, Vihine Malachei Elokim Olim V'yardim Bo. The angels of Hashem are ascending and descending the ladder of Yaakov's dream. Says the Zohar, Famously, a short uh, um, quote from the Zohar. It's actually in a couple of places in the Zohar. Sulam. What does that ladder represent? Dot slosa. That is prayer. The ladder is tefillah. Slosa is the Aramaic word for prayer, for tefillah. The ladder represents tefillah. Why does the ladder represent tefillah? So, a ladder, in its most simple form, is for what? To bring us up. We start on the bottom, we start on the ground. Sulam Mutsav Artsa, standing on the ground. Rosh Magia Shamaima and we work our way upward, step by step. And that's really what tefillah is. Because when we think about it, we have tefillah, we have Torah. What's the difference? What's the difference between Torah and tefillah? They're both great forms of connection to Hashem. But what's the best way to define the difference between Torah and tefillah? The the answer is, who's talking to who? Right? Torah is Hashem talking. We're listening. That's the idea. We open our ears and Hashem gives us His wisdom, His insight, His Kedusha through Torah. Tefillah is the opposite. We're talking to Hashem. Tefillah is we're going upward, bottoms up. It's, it's, um, mm-hmm. We're heading upwards. We're expressing our thanks. We're expressing our praise. We're expressing our requests. We're trying to pick ourselves up and connect to Hashem. And that's why tefillah is the ladder. It's us doing our work and coming closer to Hashem step by step. So, 
So here we have the idea. When we want to connect the 18 brachos of Tefillah with the Mishkan, which part of the Mishkan? Is it when Hashem is giving us the mitzvah of the Mishkan or when we're doing, creating the Mishkan? Right? Hashem giving us the Mishkan, that's like Torah. Hashem giving us His mitzvah. When we're creating the Mishkan, that's us picking ourselves up closer and coming up closer to Hashem. And that's why the Yerushalmi said, it's the Mishkan Sheni. It's the second time around. The tefillah is connected specifically not to the mitzvah that Hashem gave us to make a mishkan, but when we're actually involved in making ourselves holier, making our homes holier, connecting to Hashem, picking ourselves up, that's the mishkan sheni. But that's not enough. It's only once we connect b'tzalel with a haliyah. What's the idea here? Um, there's a big difference between b'tzalel and haliyah. B'tzalel represents the highest of the shvatim. B'tzalel was from the tribe of Yehuda. Yehuda is the king of the shvatim. Ahaliyah is from Dun. Dun is called the lowest of the Shvatim. He comes from the maidservants. Well, these are the guys that had to pick up David the Dun is the one who traveled in the back, right? Dun is called Yarud Shevra. Yarud Shevishvatim, the lowest of the Shvatim. And what's the message? If we want to daven properly, so we have to connect ourselves with every other Yid. If a person comes before Hashem with a feeling of arrogance, it's about me and I'm going to daven because I'm a tzaddik. That tefillah is not going anywhere quickly. When B'tzalel connects with Ahaliyah, that's when we have the ability to come before Hashem and daven properly. Which is why the Arizal said, it, very interestingly, um, and some Sidurim have this, some do not. But the Arizal writes in his book of Eitzachayim that really before a person davens in the morning, a person should accept upon himself the mitzvah of Ahavas Yisrael. We have the quote here. It's the last um, quote on the first part of this page. It's appropriate to say before davening, I accept upon myself, I say the positive commandment, that I love every Jew just as I love myself. Because only then do we come before Hashem in an appropriate manner. And that's why that goes back to the Yerushalmi. That when is Tfila alluded to only after Bitsalil connected himself with Ahaliyev. When Bitsal connects with Ahaliyev, then we have the 18 Kashir Sivash. The high connects with the low, you're saying? I'm sorry? The high connects with the exactly. low, one unit. Even the highest Jew, Yehuda, who are representative of the Sadiqim or the great people, connects himself to the, to the lowly people, so to speak. And only as one unit do we come before Hashem to daven before him. And that becomes the explanation of this. Um, cryptic statement of the Talmud Yerushalmi that it's the 18 times that it says by the second Mishkan as we said the Mishkan that the Jewish people are making and Dafka after they connected with Salah with Ahaliyah then we're able to have that connection in order to go before Hashem and daven properly so that's one idea about the Beis HaMikdash and the place of Tefillah and how that's alluded to in the 18 Kashat Siva Hashem Esmoshes of this Pesach Parsha Parshas Pekudeh that's point eight but, Why is it that that way in your Shalmi and does that something totally different in Bavli? That's Why that's common. That's common. I mean, even in the even in the Yerushalmi, that's only one of the answers given. Does it talk about the Halukas and? It does. It talks about that as well. Both in Bavli and Yerushalmi, a number of answers are given. We also have the 18 vertebrae of the spine. Right. right? We have all the, a number of different ideas. Yes. Um, however, this one I believe is unique to the Yerushalmi that it connects with these oh. um, 18 kashas siva shemes of this week's Torah portion. Okay, that is point A. Let's look at one more point also about the Beis HaMikdash and the Mishkan, which again, this week reaches its uh, completion um, as the Mishkan is finally um, put up. There is two psukim in Tehillim, and that is, again, you have it here, part two of the page. 
It's in chapter 132, Kuflamid Beis, Pasik Yud Gimel and Yud Dalid. And this is when David, uh, when Shlomo HaMelech built the first Beis Mikdash. Because we know the Mishkan is really a you know, work in progress. We have the Mishkan that stood for 40 years in the desert. Then they come into Israel and they put the Mishkan f- uh, 14 years in Gilgal when they, uh, t- for the years of conquest and uh, division of the land of Israel. Then, it's, then they build a Mishkan Shiloh. They stand there for 369 years. Then they have a Nov and a Givon. Finally, Shlomo Melech builds the first Beis HaMikdash. That's called the Beis Olamim or the Beis HaBchira. Um, and that's the ultimate Mishka, is the, is the Beis HaMikdash HaRishon. Ultimately, it's going to be a second Beis HaMikdash built by Ezra and Nehemiah. And finally, the third one with Mashiach Sitenu may be very, very speedily. Um, but when Shlomo Melech built the, the Beis HaMikdash, so David HaMelech already prepared for it, and David HaMelech prepared all the articles, and David HaMelech brought the grounds, Right from Aravna, and David Amalek said a lot of shiros v'sishbachos in Tehillim about the building of the Beis Hamikdash. So here we have in chapter one thirty-two, David says, "Ki bachar Hashem betzion." Hashem chose Zion. Zion is Yerushalayim. Eva lemoshev lo, the place that he decided, he wanted, he desired that he rest there. Zos menuchasi adei ad. Hashem says, "This is the place. This is the place of my menucha, of my of my place where I will rest forever." Here I will stay because this is what I have desired. And that's really what happens when the Besamekdash is built. Until then, the Mishkan travels from one place to another. Once the Besamekdash is built, never again will there be a Besamekdash anywhere else. That remains Temple Mount, Har Hamoria forever. Says the Zohar in this week's Parsha, a very fascinating Zohar. Um, this week's Parsha, Parsha Spikude, Gafreshchov, and says the following Zohar is, uh, is Aramaic, but let's see what we can do here. It says, Kivan Dimatu Lahasam. When they brought the Aron to the Beis Hamikdash, so we're talking now the time of Shlomo Hamelach, he finally brings the Aron to the Beis Hamikdash. Pasach Arona Omar. the Aron itself started talking. The Aron started talking and said, "This Pasach from Tehillim, Zos Menuchasi Adeiad Po Eshe Ki Evisiha." So they bring the Aron to the Beis Hamikdash. The Aron starts talk, opens its uh, mouth, whatever the mouth of an Aron is. And says, Hashem says through the Aaron, this is my place of menucha, this is the place I will forever be, because so I have desired. That's the first opinion of the Zohar. Rav Yesa Omar, Rav Yesa, another one of the Tanoim, says, Haikra Knesses Yisrael Omrali. It wasn't the Aaron talking, it was the Jewish people who said it. Bishaita de Isbini Beimikdosha. When the Besamikdash was built, Ve'al Arona Le'asrei. And the Aron was brought to his place. The Jewish people got up and they said this tefillah or this um, mizmor. We're po Hashem says this is where I've uh, chosen to live or, re- or have my shechina rest um, for so I have desired. That's Rabbi Yisai's opinion. Finally, you have the third opinion. Rabbi Chizkiya Omar. Rabbi Chizkiya says, Kuchabrichu Omar lay. It was Hashem who said it. Al Yisrael about the Jewish people. Kad Yisrael avdin riusei, when the Jewish people are doing Hashem's will, the kadein. It's then at that time kuchabrichu Yosef al kursei yikre. Hashem sits on his heavenly throne of glory, v'chayis al alma. He has mercy on the world, ubracha v'shalom v'chavivusa dekoila, and bracha blessing and shalom, which is peace, and chavivusa Hashem's um, feeling of love. Ishtakach is found in this world. Ukadein Omar, and then Hashem says, Zeis Menuchasi Adeyad, this is the place where I will rest forever. That is the statement from the Zohar. It's in the middle of a very lengthy passage of Zohar, but that's a, a quote from the Zohar. You look at the Zohar, what did the Zohar tell us? Three opinions. 
All about the same Pasuk and Tehillim, Pasuk and Tehillim that says, Hashem says, I desire the place of the Beis HaMikdash. Who said it and about who? So opinion one is the Aron said it. The Aron was brought to his place. The Aron opens its, its uh, divine, its you know, miraculous mouth, and the Aron says this Pasuk. That's the first approach. Then you have the approach of Rav Yesa. No, no, it wasn't the Aron. It was the Jewish people. When they built the Mikdash and they had the Aron, then they turned around and said this, this, uh, these verses of Tehillim. And finally, the third opinion, Rav Chizkiya, is that it was Hashem who said it, and he said it about the Jewish people. So what's the deeper meaning of this three-way machlokas, three-way opinions? What's the meaning of these three opinions? And especially as we know, excuse me, I think we discussed it last week as well, what the Gemara says in Erevin, that whenever we have a machlekes in Gemara and Talmud of the Tanoim, Elu ve'elu divrei lokim chayim, right? It's all words of Hashem, and therefore they all have meaning. And we have to understand that each one is trying to bring out a different point. So what are these three approaches, three ways of understanding who said the Pasuk about the Beis HaMikdash? The Pasuk about Hashem's desire to dwell in the Beis HaMikdash forever. So what's the idea? And the way it's explained is the following. What really is the idea of a Beis HaMikdash anyway? You know, we learned so many parshias about the Beis HaMikdash. What is the primary focus? What's the focal point of the Beis HaMikdash? And it's interesting, we find in the Great Mephoshim different approaches. The Ramban, in the beginning of Parshas Truma is very clear. He says, he asks the Kasha. Hashem says to build, build a Mikdash, and then he says, starts with the vessels. What's the first vessel that we're taught about in Parshas Truma? The Aron. Says the Ramban, why did it start with the Aron? Says the Ramban, because that's what it's all about. The Aron is the place of the Menuchas of Hashras Hashchina. As the Ramban says, we have the quote here. The Ramban, Reisha Parshas Truma, Iker hachifetz b'mishkan. The primary desire, the primary goal, the purpose of the Mishkan, humakam menuchas hashchina, is the place where the shchina, where the divinity is going to rest amongst us, shehu ha'arum, that's the arum. So Ramban is very clear. You want to know what a Mishkan is for? For the arum. The place where Hashem is going to call home, where He's going to be revealed in the utmost level, that is the arum. That is the Ramban. On the other hand, we have Rambam. Rambam, Maimonides, who's of course the, the ultimate halachic authority. And how does Rambam introduce the Beis HaMikdash to us? So we look in the Rambam, Hilchos Beis Avchira, the laws of the building of the Beis HaMikdash, which is in the book of Avodah, Perak Aleph, Falach Aleph, the Rambam writes, Mitzvah say there's a positive commandment, Lasos Bayes La Hashem, to create a home for Hashem. Muchan Liyos Makrivim Boa Karbonos, a place that should be ready and fit for us to bring the Karbonos. And we, that's the place also where we all go to celebrate three times a year. Shanamar, as it says, mikdash, make for me a mikdash. Notice, what did the Rambam not mention? He didn't talk about the Aron. He didn't talk about Menuchas Ashkina. He said, why do we have a base of mikdash? A place to serve Hashem. Bring Karbonos, go to Aliyah Laregel. So seemingly Rambam and Ramban have a very different view of what's going on. What is this for? Hashem wants us to make him a sanctuary for what? And what's going to be the centerpiece of the Mikdash? Ramban says it's the Aron. It's the place for Menuchas Hashchina. Rambam says we're making a base of Mikdash to have a place to serve Hashem. In fact, from a simple reading of the Rambam, what seems to be the most important part of the base of Mikdash? The Mizbeach. The place where we bring our Karbanos. That's Rambam's approach. Now, are they arguing? 
you don't have to say they're arguing. They're each bringing out a different aspect of what the well, Mishkan and Beis Hamikdash is for. Exactly. In other words, they're both they're looking at the same thing and talking about different angles of it. About who? Rambam's is talking about the place where Hashem is going to rest. Ramban is right. That's the Aron. The Rambam is talking about our avoda. We're building a place in order that we serve Hashem. We don't serve Hashem much by Hashem being at, in the Aron. We serve Hashem by bringing karbanas. We serve, serve Hashem by going to be aliyah Rega. So the Rambam, from a halachic vantage point, is talking more about our avoda, versus the Rambam who's talking about the place where Hashem is going to rest. There is a third approach, not Rambam and not Rambam, and that's something that's brought in many sfarim. It's hard to pinpoint which is the one who said it first. Um, the Rishis Chachma talks about this. He's uh, one of the great Talmidim of the Arizal. Um, what was his name? Rebbeliyot Dividash. The Shalot talks about this. Uh, the Nefshachayim talks about this. The Gra. Many talk about it. Very famous Chazal. They say. The Pasik says, Vasuli Mikdash, make for me a sanctuary. Vishakanti, I will rest. Bisokham within them. And here we have the famous grammatical question. It should have said Vashakanti. Bisokho. And it. They say Bisokham. What is Bisokham? Bisokal echad echad. The Mikdash wasn't really even about the Mikdash. The Mikdash was to bring the Shekhinah to all of us. To our, own, to our own homes. That Hashem should be with us. In other words, there's got to be one central place from which. The Shekhinah is drawn down into each and every one of our lives and each and every one of our homes. Because, so it's not about creating a place for Hashem to be there, like we created a place for Hashem to live, and I'll live in my home. The idea of the Mishkan and the Besam Mikdash is like a channel through which Hashem comes into the entire world and into each and every one of our own homes in our, in our, in our own lives as well. So it's not about the Oron, it's not about the Karbonos, it's about bringing the Shekhinah into the entire world. Of course, all these three approaches are true. They're not really arguing. These are three aspects to what's going on, what this Mikdash is about. It's about A, as Ramban says, the place, the ultimate um, place where Hashem rests in this world is the Aron. Ramban is right. On the other hand, it's a place where we serve Hashem. Rambam is right. On the other hand, it's the place through which Hashem comes to the entire world, as Chazal tells us, Once we understand these three concepts of what the Mishkan of Esamikta stand for, and we go back to that Zohar, it fits beautifully and perfectly the three opinions that the Zohar talked about. About who said and concerning what the Pasuk in Tehillim um, about Hashem choosing the Esamikta. Let's look back at the Zohar and see the three opinions again. What was the first opinion? Rabbi Yesa Omar, I'm sorry, the first opinion was Pasach Arona Va'amar. It was the Aron talking. Of course, which opinion does this coincide with? Ramban. The Mishkan is about the Aron. It's the place that Hashem is going to rest. The place where there's going to be a greater level of revealed divinity than in the entire world. In fact, it's amazing. One of the greatest miracles that we talk about, period, is the miracle that, the miracle that happened with the Aron. Which is? As I'll say, that the Aron was so miraculous, we can't even imagine this, that it, had a, it was a space that didn't take up space. Again, it's something that in our minds doesn't work. But the yarn was X amount of Amos, and it was in a room that was X amount of Amos. And if you measure the entire room from either side of the Aron, it had, it's as if it didn't take up any space, but you were looking at something that took up space. In other words, the Aron was an expression of total revelation of Hashem above and beyond all limitation. So that's, again, Ramban. He said the Mishkan is about the place of divine revelation. That's the Aron. That's the first opinion of the Zohar. It was the Aron who talked and said, this is what Hashem shows. Hashem shows the Aron, a place for total re revealed divinity. 
Rav Yesa Omar, let's move on to the next opinion, says, no, 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 it wasn't the Aron, it was the Jewish people talking. And they were talking about the time that the Beis HaMikdash was built and the Aron was there. It was their Avodah that they were talking about. Because he's already talking about part two of the Beis HaMikdash, which is, as Rambam tells us, the idea, a place where we're able to serve Hashem. And that's why Rav Yesa subtly changes the narrative. He says that the, 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 um, the song that was being sung to Hashem is not the Aaron talking, it's the Jewish people. And it's not just about the Aaron, it's about the entire Beis HaMikdash that's being built because that enables us to do our avodah. The third opinion, Rav Chizkiah says, it's not the Aaron and it's not the Jewish people, it's Hashem talking about the Jewish people. And it's Hashem saying that when you're going to fulfill my Ratzon, then I'm going to dwell amongst all of you and bench all of you with my Shechina. Of course, through the Beis HaMikdash and through the Mishkan. But the, the ultimate idea is not that in the Beis HaMikdash there's a Gilu, there's a revelation of Hashem. And it's, also, it's not even about the Avodah you're going to do there, but rather that that will translate into your own lives, into your own homes. That from that Shechina, from that Kedusha, that's drawn down into this holy place in the center of the world, will draw forth into everyone's own homes and their own lives. And that's what that third opinion is, is expressing. So that again, we're not talking about a machlokas, we're talking about three angles and ways of looking at three truths in what the Mishkan and Beis HaMikdash represent to us and bringing Kedusha into this world. Hashem should help them very quickly. We should be able to see all this in the Beis HaMikdash Ashlishi with the coming of Mashiach Sitkenu, the car of Namash. Amen. 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 Amen.